Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Cohen and I'm joined by El Fakador Laurie Blake. What's up? Hey, man. Hey, dude. How's it going? Good, mate. How are you? Very, very well, thank you. Good. Have you recovered from our hectic weekends? I was so tired. <laughs> like, I was cross when I got home. I was that tired. Yeah. But I had a great weekend. It was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I think both Tom and Pete had a little sleep in the car yep. on the way back from Birmingham. Birmingham. I was too busy. Playing the tunes. You were indeed playing DJ. 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 Dictionary. <laughs> Whereas uh, Tom lasted actually the majority of the trip, mm. but then, like, in the last 20 minutes, just dozed off a little bit. Gone. Pete, on the other hand, just fell asleep. Didn't just he? fell asleep. He's only we. He is. He just got tucked out from he such did. an exciting oh, he had week. such a hard time, didn't he? It's, well, we were very late on both Friday and Saturday mm. in terms of going to bed. Mm-hmm. We were up till. Uh, <coughs> how many times did we get to bed on Friday night? Half two, something like that. Yeah. I think, yeah. Very late. Windjammers. Wind, <laughs> play Windjammers and Towerfall. Yeah. And um, Mario Party minigames. Amazing. It was a Mario Party minigame as well that we were play- We said, like, well, we won't play a full game of Mario Party because no. well, it'll just take forever. And then we just spent forever playing all the mini games. We may as well have just played Mario Party. Uh, no, the <laughs> but the mini games are more fun in isolation. There's like more more chance to win stuff. It doesn't feel so. The the game really is just like it doesn't matter how well you're doing at any point. It just randomly decides who wins at yeah. some point during the game, and that is what always happens in Mario Party. <laughs> There's no point trying. Mm. Because you could be in last, and it would just go, here's five stars. <laughs> you are now the winner. Yeah. You get stars because you're losing, and <coughs> so here are your bonus stars for yep. being in last place. Admittedly, yeah. Super Mario Party is a little bit more fair than that, admittedly. But, like, old school Mario Party definitely was oh, just yeah. like, do you want someone else's hard work? <laughs> you can have that. You can have it if you want. Just take it. Yeah. I mean, you're in last place. Bless your little cotton socks. Yeah, want to keep you involved with Nintendo. There's no winners and losers in Nintendo. We had um, except everyone who's not you. <laughs> we had a, uh, a fun little car trip though, particularly with you as DJ DJ. Particularly DJ, on the DJ. way back because we sort of fell into a bit of a rabbit hole of playing YouTube remixes, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. interviews and stuff. We played the um, the Seagull song from Bad Lip Reading. Oh, that's a great song. And um, the, the bed intruder song <laughs> is that the damn one? No, that's the uh, he's climbing it. No, so that's he's climbing in your windows, oh, yeah. snatching your people up, and yeah, and damn, oh, which yeah, was the, the burger review, absolutely damn, 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 the crisper de crunch. <laughs> what a song. <laughs> Cheese is oozing. The cheese damn. is. Oh, get yourself a double cheeseburger. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Yeah, so excellent little car ride. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Ollie uh, the other day as well that uh, one of our theme songs when going to the NEC was Uncle Cracker's Follow Me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that song's so good, I missed a turning to the NEC. <laughs> <laughs> It's only a 10-minute journey, and I think we listened to it four times somehow we in that did. time. That's because it only had the single version, yeah. so it's just three tracks. Oh, no, I was <laughs> playing just the same version. I just had it on loop. 
Uh, it was great. Um, right, let's crack on into the main review. This is going to be a brief episode of NA, of the Wrestle Ramble. At least that is what I'm saying from the outset. We haven't recorded this yet, but there are only two matches. Mm-hmm. And one of them, we're going to talk about the opening segment of the show. Yeah. And then we'll have some super chats and the one match to talk about. There's no storyline advancements. No. So really feels like this might be our shortest episode A yet. A whole bunch of recap. So watch us go an hour. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, that's it. Get your yeah. super chats in because... Oh, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah. The, at the tippity top of this show, I'm going to tell people, get your yeah, super yeah. chats in now, lads. And if you want to have a super chat, you better do it at the start of the show because this ain't going long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but anyway, here is the show. Now, I will say, so this was uh, this barely an episode of NXT, so <laughs> this could be a very, very short episode. So if you wanted to, if you're desperate to get a super yeah. chat in, I would get them in early doors. This was the bubble and squeak of an NXT episode. <laughs> it was just the, the scraps smushed together. And this happens after every takeover. Yep. You get the recap show. But I always, I'd argue that with those recap shows, there at least feels like there is some semblance of the storyline will go in this Mm -hmm. direction next. There'll be like a backstage interview where there'll be, I'm looking to do this next, or I'm going to go up to this person. They have no idea. And the only one we had was Io Shirai. Mm -hmm. Io Shirai goes backstage and was like, I'm not done with Shayna Baszler. Yeah. And that was it. And they announced a tag match. But apart from that, so this was a nothing happening episode of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was very much... Uh, let's all ca- calm down, shall we? Yeah. Calm down. Should we calm down, even <laughs> though we recorded this beforehand? Mm. Yeah. So, but we're going to talk about the first match on the show. And a guy that we've been very high on in <coughs> WWE and NXT since he joined. But we were high on him before he joined as well. I was mm-hmm. actually thinking about this today. I remember 2017 when I joined, and we'd yep. gone to see uh, Rev Pro, and there was a match between Keith Lee and Tomohiro Ishii. Best match I've ever seen live in my entire life. And from then on, every single question, anytime someone said, who's your favorite independent star? Who's an independent star that you would like to see in NXT? The answer was always Keith Lee. Keith Lee, because he is an incredible, incredible wrestler, mm-hmm. incredibly charismatic, just a great look to him as well. He's agile. He is just He's all power. He is amazing. Mm -hmm. But he's been in NXT now for over a year. Yep. And little has happened. Little has happened. Now, he did get that injury Mm -hmm. during, unfortunately, his essentially first storyline that he had with Dominic Dijakovic, which kind of then that fell apart. Because they announced the rematch will happen in three weeks. Oh, did we say three? So we went five weeks. We meant four months. (laughs) We meant three weeks from now. And then Dijak got injured. Mm -hmm. So that's all completely fallen apart. So we didn't want to just title this What's Next for Keith Lee. No. I'm pretty sure we've done that before. Yes. Yeah. Uh, There's a running joke in our office at the moment. It's hard to come up with NXT titles. It very much is. It's usually what next for the Undisputed Era. It just is, yeah. (laughs) What are the Undisputed Era up to this week? What are they doing now? Yeah. Uh, More air guitar. (laughs) So I hope that we can talk about Keith Lee. And aside from just doing a a what next, let's talk about just how great he is. Yeah, about why they should push him. I I think one of the things is, is that clearly he came in with a lot of fanfare around his signing. And then they just put him into a few squash matches, which were fairly unremarkable in terms of like even really getting over his offense. I think the the cool thing about Keith Lee is like when like what worked in this Kona Reeves match that he had was the fact that Kona was on top for quite a bit of it using trickery. And then when Lee fires up and starts suddenly matching someone on a level you didn't expect him to, which is usually just in terms of agility, mm-hmm. that makes you sit up and pay attention. Oh yeah, because. The squash match stuff was very much like there was a few bits and a few flips and a few cool little bits that he would do, but mostly it was just a power game sort of thing. And then he hits the limit breaker, gets the pin. Yeah. It's all over. Big spirit bomb. Yeah, exactly. And I think it was when the Dijak, I'm just going to call him Dijak because I can't (laughs) bother to remember how to pronounce it. When the Dijak matches started, when that happened, that was remarkable because it was two big guys doing this crazy cruiserweight style stuff, really going at it, really going ham on it. And that was like, I think that was the match that maybe I want to see the most on a takeover is like the, the, re, the repeat of that match. And I was oh, yeah. so gutted that uh, the injuries got in the way of that happening. So I think it's time to push someone like Lee into that 
probably, I think, into the North American title picture because it was a shame that he was actually then used as a sort of foil for Matt Riddle for a while as well. And that sort of has kept him out of the spotlight. Yeah, they sort of became like, sort of the, they were just best buds backstage for him. Yeah. But that then got dropped because Riddle was going off in his own direction and Lee mm-hmm. just then got forgotten about again. Yeah. He's I think it's been the forgotten toy in the chest. Yeah, I think it's just it's just a sort of, I think because he, he's obviously very over in a face. He, there's just, I think he's perfectly built for the North American title picture. They clearly had plans for uh, Ricochet to be the champion. As soon as Ricochet was the champion, there was not really anywhere for it to sort of go. It was it, it needed to be sort of face, heel, face. But Gargano's reign was clearly a storytelling aspect of using that title. And now it's on the Dream. So I don't think until Dream either fully becomes heel Velveteen Dream, I don't think Keith Lee's going to be the man to topple him. No. But I could certainly see them, because this felt like a big... Not so much a rebuilding, but like mm. he had his, I would argue, his re-debut. Because yep. I was thinking about this today when I was making up the thumbnail for this Wrestle Ramble. I thought to myself, like, have we had Keith Lee in like a takeover scenario? Not on a takeover show, but like on the pre-taped yeah. takeover thing they do before the pre-show essentially they do, which they tape for TV, which is what this was. And then I was like, oh yeah, they have. Mm. Do you remember he lost to Lars Sullivan? Yes, yeah, he Lars, did. Lars Sullivan in his last NXT match on the way out. Sorry, there's a fly. There's a fly around. just buzzing around Luke currently. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh dear. Um, yeah, so he lost to Lars Sullivan. Yes. Out the door. And we were like, that's a, that's bad for Keith. Yeah, that so is that really, really bad. Really yeah. sucks for Keith Lee. And then he kind of then had his re-debut mm-hmm. after that. He got his new music, music, and it just felt like he'd been given a new lease of life on the NXT brand. But even then, it was one match. Yeah. And we haven't seen him again up until really this point. Yeah. So that's a real shame. But I would say I'm hoping this time, this is like, okay, this is our third refresh now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to really now start to do something with this guy. Yeah. Give him a storyline. Maybe Dijak's going to be okay. Maybe Dijak's... I don't know what his road to recovery is at the moment. Mm -hmm. I don't know when he's going to be back. But maybe they know he's going to be back in time for TakeOver Toronto. Yes. So we can start doing this stuff with Lee now. Build him up. Rebuild Lee so we can then get get him some big wins, get him wins over Tesco's Finest, and we can have him beat some other names on TV Mm -hmm. in the coming weeks and months. Then Dijak can make his big return and be like, look, you and I have got unfinished business. And you can build then to rather than it be like a TakeOver pre-show match Mm. on TakeOver main card and make it like a number one contendership to the North American title or the... Because Dijak said he wants the North American title. So maybe it could be a number one contendership for that belt. And I'm, I'm... So I'm very hopeful... That this is the the third start for, yes, for, for yeah. Keith Lee in NXT. I just say, well, I think he's he's been a victim of circumstance. I think they've had like there was there was a, a spree in which they got a lot of big talent coming in, but they've also had uh, dominating storylines for the last couple of years as well. That just meant that like a lot of the like the North American title was was clearly just like made <laughs> so they could have. Champa and Gargano repeatedly feud for the NXT <laughs> yeah. championship and it'd be like there's still something for everyone else to do here Yeah, but there still wasn't enough of something for everyone else to do and it's that same problem that the main roster suffers from a lot but like here it felt more remarkable because there's so much less TV time for people to do things so yeah. they it will be four weeks before you see Keith Lee again like if you you see him once, he'll come out and have a match, and it'll be about four weeks before you see anything else from them because it's going to be the next set of tapings. Yeah. So hopefully now that we've kind of we've got past that, and due to injury and stuff, we we can't really revisit that. We've kind of got through the undisputed era stuff and all, all the problems that came about just from the War Raiders being lifted directly out of NXT and all the other people that have just been pinched. So hopefully. The storytelling NXT just gets back on track now. They're yeah. not scrabbling so hard to rewrite everything because someone's basically torpedoed the plans. Mm-hmm. So now's the time to build the plans for everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Because I imagine the rest, like all the people who weren't in title feuds, got pushed to the back of the line. Yeah. As soon as everything went tits up, basically. Exactly. Just meetings be like, guys, we'll get this sorted out 
as soon as we can but at the moment we've kind of like we're scrabbling to get this all ready to go yeah, and now like yeah. and this is you know takeover 25 is a bit of like a clean slate mm-hmm. right let's move forward now what are our storylines we're going to be doing for the rest of the year and we can move yeah. forward with those and I really hope that Keith is a part of that because oh, for my money, he is what he is the most underutilized guy in mm-hmm. the, on the NXT roster. Absolute superstar in the making. It's like, one of those things. It's one of those things where actually, if you even went to the main roster, I think he would immediately be like. He's big as well. No, he's, he's a, that's the he's thing a is that he's dude. it's the size thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like because I think Randy, if you could do a bit of research on this, I think he's taller than Lars. And if Lars can get a big monster push, yeah. then I'm sure Keith could so as they well. Said, so they said in the commentary in the match, Kona Reeves is six foot eight. Oh, yeah, he's massive, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. But Lee isn't far off yeah. that in terms of like height. Yeah. Uh, Lars Hunter is two centimeters taller than Keith Lee, but it's only two centimeters. Two centimeters doesn't make a lot of difference in human body height. You say that though, but people do say that Lars is too small to be getting this monster push that he's getting. Mm. There's the comments that I've, I've seen on, well, on our videos. Well, when, when me and Ollie have said he is tall or when we've said he is yeah. big, people go, like, he's not that The big. thing that helps Lars is that his arms drag along the floor when he walks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the goatee. It yeah. gives him length. Well, I think the difference is Keith Lee's monster push wouldn't be as a heel. No. It would be as a baby face, like, big guy. Yeah. And I think that it's completely different. You don't have yeah. to be a towering presence if you've also got the charisma of Keith Lee. That's the key to it, is yeah. he's got the charisma that can get him past the, oh, this is just a monster push where you yes, just squash yeah. people because he is like just dripping with charisma. Mm-hmm. He's got so much character. The way he carries himself in the ring, the way he does his entrance and everything, he just has superstar aura about him. Yeah. So I'd like, I mean, I would like to see him stay in NXT if only because we've seen what happens on the main roster. <laughs> and so I just think, no, let's try and avoid that. You for- don't deserve more toys. <laughs> you don't. You don't if play you- with the ones you've got you can't put buddy murphy on tv you've had eight oh weeks and you still can't get it i can't believe they're doing buddy murphy versus alistair black on like the house show circuit <laughs> and we're not allowed to see it i'm so annoyed maybe we'll get it soon but don't hold your breath we, we've got to get more like, if, shane mcmahon if, if all of this like all of the bobbins alistair black promos where he's just saying like cryptic goth stuff yeah <laughs> if that turns out to be like buddy murphy turns up and has a match great great if not i'm annoyed <laughs> so if, if i could see him stay in nxt i would like to see him get a huge push down there oh yeah um north american get into that nxt championship picture <coughs> because he would have some absolutely outstanding takeover main event matches mm. like keith lee adam cole for the NXT title. Ooh. That is a match I would yeah. absolutely love. Keithy Riddle. Yeah. Like just as a like maybe just as a sort of friendship. Like if that if we've already built that minor bit of story, if Riddle's the next challenger for the NXT championship and he's the one to topple Adam Cole and win it, like Keith Lee stepping up and being like, Look, since I got here, I've been in your shadow. You got here after me. Yeah. And you've been the one dominating the headlines and getting all the good matches and I've been taking shots from Cassius Ono because of you. Yeah. Like, that would be a cool story to do. Like, even just as a mutual respect storyline, I Absolutely, think. Absolutely, yeah. Well, let's talk about the match. It was Keith Lee versus Tesco's finest, Kona Reeves. Um, Nigel actually teased, he, I don't know if he, well, he was, at the start of this match, he was kind of teasing that there was some sort of union between Kona Reeves and Vanessa Bourne. Mm. He was talking about, because he bloody loves Vanessa Bourne. Yeah. And he was talking about, like, I don't know if Vanessa Bourne's endorsing Kona Reeves or something, yeah. or if they're going to try and tease. Are they the, dating? Maybe. Should he be I the manager? I, who knows? Mm. But I mean, I quite like the Bourne and Aaliyah pairing. Granted, it's going nowhere, but it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, you know, it's fine. I mean, those women's tag titles are never coming to NXT, despite <laughs> the promise that yeah. they would do. Absolute. No, they're just going to be. They? They're just being worn by the iconics now. Yeah. They don't mean anything. Nope. Already, they mean nothing. Yeah. So. The iconics are the longest reigning women's tag team champions, and oh, I don't think they've actually defended the belt since they won them. They've not defended the belts, nor have they defended their own honor by winning a match. <laughs> no, they keep losing. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's terrible. Um, but anyway, so. Uh, Reeves starts sending the knee off a leapfrog that he mm-hmm. does and he uses that but it was all a ruse he uses that to kind of like get on top of Lee and he works Lee over for a while but um, he starts hitting Lee with these forearms the problem is Lee is a forearm type Pokemon so it just <laughs> gave him more strength yeah. so Lee just stood up a bit like more powered up and just starts making this comeback and he's making this comeback while Kona Reeves is maintaining wrist control so Kona Reeves oh. should be dominating <laughs> because yeah. he's got wrist control but Keith Lee's too powerful well this is like, it's like, it's like an, it was a Greco-Roman knuckle lock is what they were calling it but there was a brilliant bit where they're like they're getting this knuckle, wrist lock basically and uh, Reeves dives through the ropes yeah. to break it up 
And the first of all, he goes through, and he's like halfway through, and he's like, ref, ref, ref. And Lee just drags him back into the <laughs> ring with one pull. Yeah. He then goes through the ropes again, ends up on the, like, jumps over the top and ends up on the apron on the outside. And Lee yanks him up onto the apron and then up and over into the ring. It's such a cool bit of theater. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Apparently, he's a fan of One Piece as well, mm. um, which is, you know, it is a show. Yeah. I know. Is a I, have, show. I have heard that name. I've heard of that, yeah. <laughs> He's a fan of Final Fantasy with his finisher called the Limit Breaker. Yeah, so. it's good. Well, when he did our intro for the yeah, Prince Charles Final Fantasy Seven, yeah. such a little nerd, <laughs> such, a, such a dweeb, Final Fantasy dork. Final Fantasy Seven is amazing. Um, but yeah, then he hits the Limit Breaker, which is his fireman carry uh, power slam for the win. Good showing for Lee. I really liked this. Match. Really I liked it. it. Good, I thought it was a good showing for Kona Reeves. Yeah, it was actually. Frankly, I thought this was probably Kona Reeves' finest work. Yeah, his Tesco's it's finest. His Tesco's finest. It is because Kona Reeves is a guy that. He clearly had sort of like a big push behind him because he mm-hmm. had like his his debut re debut vignettes of being like his new gimmick, some of the finest. He got the big song entrance. He's got his big sort of jangly jewels and stuff. Mm. But they very quickly gave up on him. Yeah, and it's he is one of those guys that and I feel this is something with NXT, with that NXT audience of full sale. If you haven't come in with a name behind you already from mm. the independent circuit you have got a much harder time at getting over oh absolutely yeah. unless you are like velveteen dream who is so good mm-hmm. like you've got to be dream level good to be able to get yourself over as a homegrown nxt but it's, guy. Not, it's sheer force of will with some people so i think dream dreams was pure charisma again it's that but it's that thing because his ring work wasn't fantastic when he debuted and people weren't massively into the velveteen dream when he was just doing the prince thing and then when he started talking and it turned a bit goofy. Mm. That's when people really paid attention. It was yeah. when it was when he took the sort of serious edge to it out. Yeah. Then it became more than just a Prince gimmick. Yeah, I think uh, Dream and Montez Ford are the two that I could think of at the moment that are sort of like these home ta- homegrown talents in NXT that are you actually and Montez Ford. Well, no, no, no I was just I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to come up with examples of like NXT homegrown guys yeah. that haven't come in already with like your your, Matt, yeah, your Matt Riddle level names yeah. or your Adam Cole level. I've been in ROH and I've been in PWG and this that, mm. and the other. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really, really good match. I really enjoyed it. Loved Keith Lee. Really, and I, I'm not the biggest Kona Reeves guy, but actually, I thought he was excellent in the match. Yeah, he was really good. He I was thought good. he was the per- he was the perfect foil yes. for Lee in this. Absolutely, good heel work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's time to do some Patreon shoutouts <laughs> before we get out of here. You can tell that I'm going on holiday next week. I'm giving up, already basically. <laughs> I'm already in holiday okay, mode. Okay, bye-bye then. Okay, toodaloo. He's wearing uh, jelly shoes. <laughs> I'd never wait. <laughs> gross. Um, but anyway, we've got to give us some $25 shout outs to our Patreon pledge hammers. Make sure you're also getting involved with Wrestle League if you are one of our Patreon pledge hammers. And if you are one of our $25 and above, you get your own little personal shout out like this one. Damien Wayne Wilson Fisk. Whee! I trust you as Sam Farah as I can throw uh, you. Ha, ha, ha. Have a cup of tea, Lee. Caught in a Travis Webb. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Charlie, drink it in, Z-Man. King George Phillips. I'm pushing my chair really far this way. The perfect storm, Noah Trumley. There can only be one, our legend. Robert Spencer. Period. Michael, Sands of Time. <laughs> and finally, John Secret Santos. Randy Datsun, what's going on that with half the content s- on this NXT? <laughs> <laughs> hey, there were video packages. I'm sure we can. Mm. Randy, super chats, mate. Yeah, we st- we got a few. Uh, we'll start with XG Krampus, who says, "I can see Cole holding the belt till WrestleMania next year." Oh, was I? Um, oh, got a lengthy reign for Adam Cole. It's been a while since I feel we've had like a big lengthy reign. Like I know Champa <coughs> had it for. <coughs> I don't know how long- Champa had it from what summer, like the SummerSlam weekend. Yeah. Alistair Black didn't have no, it for that when, long. When did Champa win it? I feel like it was quite early last year, wasn't it? Can you do? A, I'll tell you what. While you do a question, I'll, I'll do some googling. Yeah. I well, so there's the rumor that they were looking to pluck Adam Cole out of NXT, right? So. Yes. Yeah, so the, the the new the story is, but bearing in mind, like I'm pretty sure Meltzer has been saying that Cole has been on like the uh, to do list of getting a call up for the last couple of years now. So yeah. That but was, it's hard to say with Shayna Baszler. But it's sure he's been on that list for for years now. But the difference is he's now had two very highly rated matches. Mm-hmm in a row yeah that's the kind of thing that drags attention directly towards you yes like you know and Johnny was in a similar position when they started doing the call ups like surely Champa and Gargano would have been top of the NXT list when you go like oh what how what kind of matches have they had oh they've had all these like five star classics and mm. various things so yeah, Champa had it for uh, 200 five stars but what did they get 238 days was Champa's reign, which actually is quite lengthy because previously that was Alistair Black with yeah. 102. Almas had it for 140. Drew had it for 91. Rude had it for 203. So he he did have a fairly lengthy reign. It was July last year mm. up until March when he had to vacate the belt. So we actually, yeah, so I'll, I'll take that back. He did have a lengthy reign with it. Mm. I'm not sure about Adam Cole, though. But like, as you say, if he's going to get yeah. called up or... Yeah. Well, I, think, I feel like their storyline is what, if they're going to pick it up again, was leading towards him being sort of cast out on his own yeah. in some way but maybe wait, the, if we say I think that storyline's yeah. been dropped uh, maybe <laughs> well, or maybe we'll, this is the peak of his ego we'll find out what happens at oh. take, uh, take over Toronto because I imagine that will be it'll be Cole mm. Gargano 3 yeah I think so yeah uh, Tim Arndt says, well, I liked both of the matches on this episode. The thing I liked most about the episode was Slipknot. That's not a dig at NXT. I just love metal. Well, yeah, it's, it's a good it's a good song, actually. It's a cracking little number. Um, it does make for a daft intro, though. Yeah, it's all, a bad intro. When they're all standing in a row singing it, it does look so daft. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, like it. Caleb Maldonado says, any E3 predictions? Oh, as, as, as if... By magic. As if on cue. Take it away. We will be doing E3 predictions over on Screen Stalker tomorrow afternoon in the same slot that we have the rambles on WrestleTalk because there's no ramble tomorrow. So 
Stay tuned for that. I'm not going to spoil anything that I think mm. right mm. now. Good tease, though. I also haven't really thought of it. So. <laughs> I'll, my, I'm going to sit and do some proper research and have a proper think about my predictions. My prediction is there will be a playable version of uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. That's probably true. Yeah. yeah. But it will be like the smallest sliver. That game oh, yeah. is going to take forever to I mean, it's out. taken forever and a day at this point. I, pretty, I feel well, like it got announced 10 years well, ago. Well, they completely revamped it is why. Yeah. So like the, the, the latest trailer that came out on the the state of play thing the other week, um, the graphics are completely different. Yeah. So they've changed. They've already just gone through one wholesale revision of the thing. I've got to be honest, though, when I was watching that trailer, I feel like we're mm. getting... I mean, this, us getting way off topic was bound to happen on this episode of NXT <laughs> where there was little talk about. Got time, it's fine. But um, seeing non-turn-based combat really turned me off. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like the real-time combat. But it's AT, it was always ATB in uh, Final Fantasy VII, wasn't no, it? No, ATB was turn-based. No, but well, it was, the, no, it was like the meter really, fills you have, up you have and then you choose the thing. So. I'd much prefer that. Mm. I, want them, I want them all standing in a row and I want the, my baddies also standing in a row like it's a WWE promo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I want us to and all, you're the television. Exactly. <laughs> and I want us all to take our turns. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Mm. Uh, Randy, if, if you say Hogs of War, mate, I will, I will not be uh, Actually, you are. <laughs> I wasn't actually going to. Although... Laurie, remember a few months ago when we were talking about Screen Stalker, I said, it's my birthday at the end of June. Maybe we could do a Hogs of Wars play along. And you were like, yeah, for your birthday, we can do that. Yeah, for your birthday next year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will also be there for the E3 thing. I don't really know what it is, but I know it's some gaming thing. So I'll be sitting here. Yeah. You won't be there at E3. You're going to be sat in that chair. Yeah, we decided Andy was the best of us to send to E3. So (laughs) he's going to LA. Hi. Are we Uh, we sending Randy because it's a really boring convention to actually go to? It is actually really dull to go to. I'm sorry. This is your first year not going... You went last year, didn't you? I went last year, the year before, and the year before that. Yeah, yeah so this is your first year. year. Yeah, it's yeah. really boring. I mean, admittedly, I was just sitting in a cupboard editing stuff for most of it, so I didn't really get to experience much of the convention side of things, but I've done enough conventions to know that there's a lot of cues. <laughs> yeah, a lot of faff. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, chats, mate. Yes, chats. Uh, oh. Benny Boy says, uh, Cultholic are donating the money from Super Showdown Stream to charity to make up for the controversial show. Will you guys be doing something similar? Yes, we've been talking about that, yeah. 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 Um, Tim Arndt says, will there be any next... We don't want to make make any announcements of of what it's going to be yet. Yeah, yeah, we haven't talked about it. Uh, Will there be any NXT guys at the Saudi show? Yeah, uh, I, I think apparently Matt Riddle's going. Be, there has there? to be. There's 50 blokes in there, and he's, I'm hoping Zach Gibson's there because he's my pick to win. Mm. Um, so Zach Gibson. Is well, your pick yeah. To okay. Win. So what I did is because I had no word, uh, no clue. So I took mm. everyone from the list of WWE personnel page, removed okay. managers, women, people who are injured, people who refuse to go, mm-hmm. put it into a random name picker online, and I got Zach Gibson. So he's my yeah. pick to win. I picked Braun. Yeah. I picked Bray. Uh, I've not picked anyone yet, actually. I've done my predictions. Why I, was, people, I was waiting to see what you said. <laughs> why are people so obsessed with the idea that Matt Riddle, thinking we're going to have one of those later, is going to interrupt Brock? Okay, so Riddle himself teased that he was going to be on Raw last yeah. Monday. But he's been doing that for months. I, well, I know, but yeah. like for whatever reason, it was this tweet made people go, like, oh, Matt Riddle's going to debut on the main roster scene. It's like, Riddle's been saying, he, was, he said he was going to be at WrestleMania. It's like, yeah, he said he was it's, gonna... his, it's his running joke to say he's going to retire Brock Lesnar. He's been so. doing this since, like, UFC. Yeah. So, like, it's always been Riddle's thing. So, Riddle has been making a feud with Brock Lesnar. That like, Brock doesn't know is happening. Brock doesn't know about. <laughs> so, I think Heyman knows about it, but mm. that's about it. So it's, Riddle it's... really wants to concentrate on the feud he's got with Goldberg. Yeah. It, I think. It's Riddle being Riddle. <laughs> Um, so, I, I, so I think Matt Riddle is rumored to be in uh, the fifty-man battle royal, but I don't know if he's going to be interfering with Brock. He's uh, he's the Riddler. Um, Tomo says, "Hello, WrestleTalk people. I'm currently on WWE 2K19, creating Bailey Sting, which is funny because we've already had someone send us in a version of Bailey we Sting. We certainly have. I was just going to find their name. We could do Hold a Bailey Sting Royal Rumble with all the Bailey Stings that have been created. I was going to say, yeah, because this is that would be the third one, I think. Um, so it is uh, Scott um, Agrila sent yeah. us in his version of Bailey Sting. There's a Bailey Sting already on mm. 2K." 19. Which had a baseball bat and a company to the ring by, by Sting. Sting. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and yeah, now we've got uh, another one as well. Uh, like the protege. Ta- she's taken over. Yeah. Uh, Lee Spicer says, Hello there, Luke, Laurie and Andy. I just wanted to say I've been a fan of WrestleTalk since Challenge TV days and your podcast helped me to relax after a long day at work. Thank you all. Thank you very Thank you. much. It's challenge D- Joe's uh, Challenge days were a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah I kind of miss those Challenge days sometimes. Aww. Yeah. 
Very, very late look nights. At, look at this now. I know, but we had like the massive big studio. I mean, we had, it was the old studio that we yeah. were living in or working in, but we just never went down to that bit. Infested with pigeons. <laughs> well, mm. it was, even before it was infested with pigeons, it was just loud mm. because of the pigeons. Um, but yeah, it was fun. And it was just also fun to because like your nan would get excited because you're on telly. Oh, you're on, on telly. Because you're on telly. And then my mum calls like, oh, Luke's going to be on telly if you want to tune in. <laughs> I, uh, I accidentally cute, walked. Really, cute, I accidentally walked in the background of a news round uh, broadcast once. That was my big moment. Um, Jobber JJ four nine. I got the worst anecdotes. Uh, Jobber JJ four nine. I feel like you could barely classify those anecdotes with too many NXT guys and girls. It's going barely to a sentence. Anecdotes are interesting things that you feel like you should tell people. Yours are just non sequiturs. <laughs> Sorry. Jobber JJ four nine six says, with too many NXT guys and girls going to the main roster and someone to come back to NXT, is this hurting NXT more? We see Triple H having to keep changing plans. Oh, good question. I don't know because really, I mean, I know we've got a lot of people who may want to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, I say we know. We can speculate that people may want to go. Yeah, but you know, Tyler's the only one. Yeah, Tyler's the only one so far. Yeah, like, I think Killian Dane's done a couple of house shows and stuff, but I don't think he's fully gone back to NXT. Yeah, I feel like you'd put it on the table, wouldn't you, as an offer to be like, maybe you can go back here. Like, yeah. I was discussing this with Simon. It was like, I think to my mind, you'd rather have them somewhere in the company than like elsewhere working for somebody else and getting that that promotion over. Especially seeing as AEW has shown its hand kind of like it likes people who've left WWE <laughs> talent. Like that's that seems to be working for them. Um so I think yeah, you'd we would you would take people back to NXT, but yeah, I don't think you should interrupt the storylines that are already going on in NXT. Yeah. For the purposes of that Breeze was lucky because it fit in it was kind of perfect happenstance really that he wanted to go back at the exact time that Dijak got injured. Yeah, and he could, and he was the perfect person to put in that role against Velveteen Dream because they have a similar character. Yeah, absolutely. But really, this is a case of it's like WWE created this rod for their own back, really, which mm. is like they've signed twelve hundred people and they were like, we haven't got enough time to put them on TV. It's like, well, yeah, it's your own fault. Yeah, you just hoofed everyone up from the independency. Now you're like, well, now they're all annoyed that they can't get TV time. But but also because but, you're, but it's because their choice of what they do with their TV time is to do the same thing every week. You've got to get and, Roman over. I know you've got to get Roman over, but like you've also created a situation like the wildcard rule. All is all it is created is the ability to have the exact same matches two times a week, yeah. not just not just every week, two times every week. This was my favourite week of the wildcard rule, where Ollie has been so good at like keeping track about how many the four, and it always has been four. This week clearly couldn't give an F because mm. there were four within like the first segment, and then there were like fifteen. <laughs> during the 24-7 segment, there were more Raw guys than there were SmackDown guys on that show by the, by the looks of things. It was do you, awful. Do you think that like following the Joey Ryan thing who says like he's going to have to take a pay cut to go to NXT, do you think more indie people are going to do that? Because like they're realising that it's, it, it's not... Going to NXT isn't like going to guarantee you a push. But I... Perhaps, yeah, but also not everyone's making Joey Ryan money. No. Like Joey Ryan makes so much money in the independent scene because he's Joey genius. Ryan. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because like Joey Ryan's an absolute like legend of the indie scene, yeah. but like you know, someone else might not be. Frank the Clown isn't making more yeah. money on NXT than he like on the on the independent scene. Like if he went to NXT instead, what is that? Like Joey Ryan's like a merch machine as well. Yeah. Like you know, he's got endless catchers. A million things you can put a dick on. It's I think basically is the. <laughs> but there are some people who are able to do it. Like I know Aussie Open. Um, mm. Like they were tweeting about like how they've got like no empty dates in their calendars at the moment because yeah. they're just booked up all over the place. Because but you have to be like your Joey Ryan's or your Aussie Open level greatness. Yeah, yeah to be able to to be able yeah. to get to that spot. But yeah, to your point, Randy, I think if people might look at the state of NXT at the moment and be like, well, I'm going to learn. I'm going to earn less by going. Mm. And I might not even make it to TV because unless my name is Matt Riddle, I can't really just walk into the door and expect to get TV time right off the get, bat. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, Dan Padilla seems to very much disagree with that uh, thumbnail. He says, just because he backs your channel, <laughs> it doesn't make him a star. He was lackluster in his indie matches. Even Ricochet couldn't make him look good in the World Cup. That is Boulder Dash. That's absolutely... Oh, sorry. Well, anyway, he said indie matches and then said the World Cup. Very different things, aren't they? Because that's, that's a WWE match. Um, no, I mean, go, like, his match with Dijak at PWG um, Bowler a couple of years ago. The Ishii match. This guy's incredible. And, it's not just, and that was actually... We were saying that before he was back in the channel. Mm -hmm. Before before he said he liked the channel. 
Tim Arndt says, I don't think the main roster will k- treat Keith well. He may have a lot of charisma, but they'll stifle all of it. Remember when Becky was red hot. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Ink 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 Thank you very much for your very generous donation, but no Thank message. You. Thank you. Uh, Kay Houston says uh, a bit coincidental that uh, the first title WE gave Moxley was the US title and first match in New Japan. He wins the US title. Anything you did with him, we'll do better. I don't think it's a case of that. I think it's just nice poetic just like yeah. poetic symmetry. It I was, think is what it is. It was the title that he could go for without everyone going. Well, that's a bit soon to give him like the the champ the main champ yeah the US title is also the the gaijin title <laughs> yeah it, yeah yeah i think it's poetic symmetry more than anything mm. uh x anarchy says hello there lads first time super chatter just wanted to thank you for shafting my sleep schedule with your 2am new zealand time streams well worth it though much love push andy datson heart Ah oh, well, I mean, you're welcome for us ruining your sleep pattern, mm. I guess. <laughs> but we'll never push Andy Datsun. <laughs> no. What about Randy Datsun? No, mm, not that no. guy either. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dominguez. I, mean, I, I like him more than Ryback does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Ryback or Mitzi. I was, I'm a disgrace to, <laughs> disgra- to humankind. <laughs> Massive thumb that he is. Um, <laughs> this is such a good feud because Randy's going to get killed one of these days. Michael brain power, whatever he does. Who is our uh, resident? Pills. That's it. Protein pills. That's yeah. it. I like brain pills. Going to be like pouring it in like that sand trap in the old Egypt, in, the, in the Egyptian tombs. <laughs> Um, Michael Dominguez, who is our resident teacher, who's pleased to not be teaching at the moment, says, Hey, Wrestle Friends, fancy booking Heart Foundation versus Undisputed Era, Brett versus Cole, Bulldog versus an Anvil versus Red Dragon, Owen versus Strong, Texas Love Y'all. I think he probably means if we could ro- we rewind about 25 years. Absolutely, mm. yeah. If you could do a bit of like time travel mm. uh, stuff, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Two good factions going against each other. There's a lot of like faction warfare that you could do if you had like a time machine and could go back and do things. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, we could do all of it. Welcoming all committee. It. Like I'd love like because they were you know at very different times, but like the DX that people remember from the 1999-2000 versus that '97 Heart Foundation mm. era. I think that'd be that'd be great. Oh, so well, you, I'd love to see Undisputed Era versus that DX. Yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah. like they're very good mirrors. Mm. Uh. Josh Saloom says, Hey, gents, sorry I was late, but here's an extra $10 for missing it. Oh, I mean, don't don't apologize. Thank you very much. Uh, Dustin Pylon says, Put Riker in the Lee slash Dijakovic feud. Support WrestleTalk TV. So curious to see what they're going to do with Jackson Riker in the next set of tapings Mm. because they're putting him over so strong. So vascular. Like it took, took, you know, six men or whatever it was to put him down his uh, inclusion in that other match was brilliant it was so, so good, yeah. good. Like they've, 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 I think they've finally clocked what to do with the Forgotten Sons yeah. um, like it took them a while but they've, I think they've really twigged of like this is what they should be like I actually really like them now I really like them yeah. I think it it was a slow burn I think because also it's a lazy gimmick Yeah, it is a it, like biker gang is like even the Undertaker did that. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like that was the, that was like the I don't want to be the dead man anymore. Yeah. Be biker gang. I want to chew some tobacco while I do promo. Yeah, it's just it's it is just overdone in wrestling. I think to be sort of tough denim guy. <laughs> I just didn't like their ring gear when they they're, they're kind of weird red stuff. Anyway, yeah. uh, Ed Fries and Nicholas Belgraf, thank you very much for your thank donations. You Matthew Kennison says, how much do you think Terrible Roars and Smackdown help WrestleTalk viewership? Support WrestleTalk, they suffer through it so we don't have to. You say help but I think it hinders. We've noticed that there is a correlation between low Raw ratings and low viewership on Raw mm-hmm. reviews and, and the same with Smackdown as well. Like Smackdown reviews always do less views than a Raw one does because mm-hmm. less people watch Smackdown than they do Raw. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so if, if WWE numbers tank, then our numbers tank too. So I think realistic, yeah, realistically, people want to people want to celebrate good stuff more than they want to bemoan rubbish stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I said on um, SmackDown's episode, it was an hour and a half of two white guys moaning. It was yeah, like, it's it's not... it, I mean, you could watch that on any other YouTube video. Like, I don't think <laughs> you need to come to us specifically mm. to see that. Um, ZM Inc. Thank you very much for your donation, Juan. Gabriel says, imagine Keith Lee in a ladder match with how athletic he is. Also, I'm the third Randy, Andy Randy Watson fan. And he sends another one saying, damn it, I meant Datsun. <laughs> um, but also, the 
last thing, uh, not a super chat, but I noticed that someone called Sebastian Bonilla Carstens said that it is his birthday today. Aww. So I thought we would say happy birthday to Sebastian. Happy birthday, happy Sebastian. Birthday. That is it for now. It's your birthday. <laughs> I don't think he's a lobster, but he might be, in which case. I think he was a crab. Yeah, he is a crab. Yeah. It's weird. I know all the lyrics that song. I thought Sebastian was a crab. Ariel. In, f- in fairness, I have only seen The Little Mermaid once. So uh, my, I mean, I did, the, I've seen Sebastian more in his cameo in the Aladdin than I have <laughs> in the film he's a part of. He is an anth- anthropomorphic crab. Oh, he's a crab. Ah, he's crabs. Nailed it. <laughs> Smashed it. Dig, <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about NXT? Yeah, let's, yeah, see, go let's on, get back to NXT quickly. Right, well, we're, this shouldn't take long. Uh, it was a video recap <coughs> at the top of the show for NXT TakeOver 25. Good show. Uh, then we got the Keith Lee, Kona Reeves match. Then we got a video package for Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. And we see Io uh, leaving after the match. And there's mm-hmm. sort of like a backstage thing where they go into this throughout the night where you get like interviews with the winners. But you didn't get an interview with Baszler. You got um, Io just storming past. Mm-hmm. Shannon, she's not done with Baszler yet. And Candice is walking just behind her. You know, Candice is walking behind her being like, yet again, third wheel. And I'm like, <laughs> damn it. Uh, and they announced the tag match uh, for next week, I believe, which is Io Shirai and Candice LeRae versus uh, Duke and Shafir. So at least they'll pick up an easy win. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they ain't losing that match. Um, then we got a video package for the tag team ladder match. Mm-hmm. Still... My heart says it was the best match of the night. It was really fun. It Loved it so much. Uh, and we see our winners, the Street Profits, walking backstage after winning. Hard work, dedication is what hard got them. Work, to dedication. Dedication. Hard, hard work, dedication. Hard work, dedication. Hard work, dedication. It's what work, got them to this point. And then in a very nice moment, they put over the camera guy. Mm-hmm. Saying, this camera guy's been, uh, been with us since day one. He's been filming all of our promos. And they pass the camera over to someone else. And they say, we're going to go party with this guy now. But he's wearing a Matt Riddle t-shirt. Like, hey, we're going to get you some better, better, better <laughs> merchandise than this. That's fun. It was fun. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Street Profits are awesome. They are really good. Then we've got a video package for the Velveteen Dream versus Tyler Breeze. And Breeze is interviewed backstage where, amazingly, he said virtually nothing but mm. did say, I am in NXT now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just... It was so weird. It's the most just, nothing like promo. Three times just went, yeah, I'm in NXT now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a locker room. I was, but also, but he, still, he still said that thing that we were saying on the review. was like, he said he earned my respect. He cheated. Basically <laughs> cheated to win. Yeah. Like, well, I don't understand that. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't get that either. I thought it'd be a more fired up reason being like, I had that match won. Yeah. And if, if Dream hadn't done well, his shenanigans. Because he, he said it was close. And he should have yeah. like, this could have swung in either direction. Yeah, this should have been the point to say, like, it was really close and he clinched it at the end. And I think using distraction. Yeah. I want another match. Yeah. Or clearly that's not what they they I guess now they're just like they're not gonna do another match. It's a bit of a shame. So, yeah, I think there's there's stories to be told left on the table there. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, He also had a really bloodied up ear as well. Mm. He had like dried blood all around it. Um, uh, Then we got a video package with Damien Priest and a gimmick I was not expecting. (coughs) You hear the name Damien Priest and you see Punishment Martinez, you're like, oh, satanic gimmick. I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. No, he's like a party guy. He goes to like nightclubs and stuff. I think he's one of the nightclub vampires from Blade. That's what I think. Like the Matrix. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Listen to dance remix of that's, Rob Zombie. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Maybe that's nightclub guy. Night, yeah, <laughs> nightclub vampire, um, Damien I mean, Priest. Yeah. Oh man, we got another match here. Uh, hey. it's Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair. Um, this was good. Crowd yeah. weren't into this though. No. And, it, and it's surprising that the crowd went into it, because how hot they were for Keith Lee. They were massively into him, yeah. Massively into the Keith Lee-Kona Reeves match, like really booing Ke- uh, Kona Reeves as well. Mm. So I think they were really... Huge, like, oh, baskin is glory. Super into sort of both guys, both positive and negative. And I think that they were into Yim and Belair when they came out, particularly Belair. She got a great reaction when she came mm. out. But the match sort of died a death in terms of crowd noise. Yeah. And you're like, well, this is only the second match that these this crowd would have seen. Well, it might have been a different... It's a taping, so it could have been like three hours later. No, I think this was all, this was all before oh, okay. TakeOver started. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, we'd, been, we'd been tweeted about oh, it. Oh, the dark matches. Yeah, the yeah, dark, dark matches, yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit of a shame that the crowd went massively into it. Uh, I guess it was probably... <laughs> Like looking at your watch and going like, yeah. well, the main show is going to start in yeah, about in about fifteen minutes, so I'll go to the toilet, go to the bar, yeah. and then I'll come back. Maybe, yeah. 
Just victim of the uh, the need for beer. <laughs> uh, but Yim got the better early, and then Belair starts using her power. Got an abdominal stretch uh, spot, which is always good mm-hmm. in 2019. Love an abdominal stretch spot. I really like Mia Yim selling. I'm a big fan of her. Yes, selling. she's very she's good. She's really good. At I, I like I liked the like the opening was very smartly done, where it was like it was it was a game of one-upmanship of like first it was power, then it was. I know you so well. I'm going to dodge this thing, but then I'm going. To, then you're going to hit this, and this is surprising. There was a lot of back and forth in the early going. Then Belair powers up, starts to dominate. Then she gets cocky, mm. and that's when Mia Yim fires back. Yeah, absolutely. Very well done. Uh, she and actually at one point Belair hit this German suplex. That <laughs> is this the one that you rewound? Yeah, yeah. Well, she did this hit this German suplex where Yim did a full flip and landed right on her head. Mm. Oof, it looked gross. I think it was good. It was very good editing. I think she was safe. But yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. When I watched it back, I was like, oh my god! Like, you the can cut hit- the cut at the perfect moment, just as she's like, a, it looks like she's about to crunch her head up. Yeah. You can almost hear Nigel on commentary oh. go. Oh, 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 oh. That was gross. She's dead. She's dead. Oh no. Um, and I like they sort of riffed off the previous finish as well, which was when Belair went up for the power bomb, but Yim grabs her by the the braid mm-hmm. and was able then to use that to hit um, uh, protect your neck. So Belair this time tied her hair up, yes, so that she wouldn't get that. But instead, Yim still managed to get out and lock in her guillotine and then hit a top rope protect your neck for the win. Yes. So that's decent. M- Mia Yim getting a push, I believe. It is indeed. Yeah. Yes, that's two wins over the undefeated Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. But like Belair doesn't seem like the sort of character that would take that lying down. No, but I don't I know if like... you want to build to a fourth match between these two. Well, it depends, and also because it feels like they're already doing the women's title stuff. So I don't know what they're doing with Yim now. Mm. Off the back of this, there's nothing for her to do. Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, <laughs> just hundreds of Aaliyah every week. We've got loads of them lying around. <laughs> We bring her out again. <laughs> we got a bulk order of these back in 1995, and now we need to use them. We're going off next week. <laughs> uh, then we got a recap of uh, a match that didn't happen at Takeover, but happened last week, which was Kushida versus Drew Gulak. And then Kathy Kelly interviews Gulak backstage, where he said, uh, "People keep telling me that Kushida's the best submission guy in WWE, but they're wrong." Because I'm the best submission mm. guy in WWE. He's nothing but a Back to the Future cosplayer. And we all know that Biff is the best character. Like, Biff's the true hero of I that loved show. Gulak in this. I thought he was great. Gulak was great. Um, yeah, and, but I, and I like this as well, that he said that he claims he's the best submission guy. Yet he pinned me. He had the audacity to pin me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm not having that. And it challenges Kushida to a submissions match, which Kushida accepted on Twitter. That's great. So that's also next week. Next week, Stacked Old oh, Show. Oh, so yeah, it's really good. Because we've got the tag match of Io Shirai and Candice LeRae versus the Horsewomen. We've also got Kushida versus Drew Gulak in a submission match. And Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch versus the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. Of Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong. Yeah, because they Not... announced that, um, that Fish is injured. He had mm-hmm. his arm. So Strong is filling in for a poor old bobbled fish. I know. I feel really bad for him. He'd just come back as well. I know. <sighs> And then at the end of the show, we got a video recap of Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. And that was the show. So we've been breezed through that. Yeah. We, we Tyler breezed through that show. Absolutely tiled it. Absolutely tiled it. Um, but it was the two matches that we got were fun. Uh, they were very fun. Very fun. Particularly the Keith Lee Kona Reeves match. Mm-hmm. I would certainly go out of your way to watch that. And if you didn't watch TakeOver 25, A, what are you doing? But yeah. B, you know, you at least watch the recap packages. Yeah. Um, watch the show because it was fantastic <laughs> absolutely yeah and I'm super looking forward to next week's show yeah those it, did, three it, matches did, it, did, it weirdly did well to set up future NXT as an exciting proposition but mostly just through naming things <laughs> going this is happening this yeah. and th- but there, there's no it feels like there is no story to speak of going forward from I don't I don't know what's going to happen with NXT which is both exciting and also I think for something that feels so like planned out generally speaking mm kind of a bit like ooh this yeah. is, feels like one of the first times that I'm not really sure what's happening yeah I completely agree mm. and the TV tapings they're next week aren't they they haven't yeah. happened already yes yeah, next week but anyway that was the show I thought it was fun yeah, yeah. very good do we have any more super chats Randy uh, we have uh, some we have Jepersonen Jepersonen says thank you Luke uh, yeah, I think that was um, he emailed into the podcast um, looking for advice on quitting smoking, um, which I have done in the past. But I was like, I, I'm as I said on the podcast, Looks back on it now. Though. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm a terrible <laughs> smoker now. Um, but I, I said I was I'm fortunate in the fact that I don't really have an addictive personality. Mm. So when I decided that I was going to quit, I just 
I'm stop. I'm stopping now. Stop buying them. Yeah, just just stop buying them and I stop having them. Um, mm. and I don't really get cravings for them either. Even though I was, I smoke quite heavily. Just get addicted. Just habit. get addicted to something else. You know. I got addicted to you, mate. That's, that yeah. was why I I, I, sw- I stopped smoking for you instead. Um, Happenable on him. says, <laughs> "Who will run NXT when Triple H takes over the main roster?" I think he's grooming people for that. I think that's what he's got his little crew down there for. Jason his little, Jordan. Um, could be Jason Jordan, you know, mm-hmm. like he's you know trained to be a producer, but like I think Triple H has got his little crew of people. He's got his um, uh, what's your your lad from TNA, Borash. I could see Jeremy Borash doing some stuff mm-hmm. down there. I think that's why he's brought in people like uh, Abyss and um, Greg Helms and things like that. So I could I could see them like putting together a crew of people that could. Run I that show. think it's gonna be like Stephanie. I d- no, I just don't think he's gonna like Dana give it go. completely. Oh, yeah. right. He's gonna stay. It's his baby. It's yeah. like you know. He'll be, just yeah. be constantly hovering. He will move. Helicopter yeah. dad is what he'll be. <laughs> he will move into that Vince McMahon role where Vince McMahon quite famously does, he sleeps for about two to three hours a day. Mm. And even then he's probably working in his head. Um, and he hates sleeping because mm. it's it's time away from doing his the job. He's a nut job. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I almost feel if Triple H is going to like spread himself across doing main roster stuff and NXT. Hates his beard. He is. This is winning. <laughs> what about uh, just, uh, William William Regal? Willie Chili Willie Regal is a great shout to, mm-hmm. for a guy to just continue running that ship. I mean, he's a talent scout for WWE yeah. anyway. So yeah, I think he. Anybody knows right. what's going on. No, no, yeah, he's like completely involved. So. Mm. Uh, Jobber JJ says uh, with Triple H as a wrestler refusing to do the job why isn't he putting up more of a fight against Vince and to protect wrestlers and characters <clears throat> Vince has got the final say yeah. I'd imagine Triple H is putting up he doesn't, he doesn't want to get he doesn't want to get sacked before he becomes well, no, I don't think well you don't want to get you don't want to get sacked it's also Vince is his stepdad I think like, he's putting up this fight stepdad. stepdad you know what I mean his father-in-law, father-in-law. yeah uh so yeah, it's 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 actually about even more than just your job, isn't it? Like mm. you know, because if you he can't quit, he basically can't quit his job yeah. because it's also partly quitting his life. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that like I would imagine, based on especially the stuff that Wade Keller was reporting, mm-hmm. um, that the writers have been telling him, and like a lot of other writers have sort of like not come out and said, but have spoken privately to people. I think Triple H is putting up these fights and is arguing the case for A, NXT call-ups, but B, let's try and protect them, let's try and make wins and losses matter. But Vince is set in his ways and Vince gets final say, so yeah. there's only so much protesting you can do. Like, like, we, like I think like we said as well, it's not like the only punishment they're having for all of this nonsense is low ratings. <laughs> Comparative to, like, and they're still high ratings in terms of what's going on overall in America. So, like the top 10 things, it's watched. still like one of the top 10 things watched. It's just not as good as they have been. Yeah. Other than that, though, they're making loads of money, yeah. selling loads of merchandise. People are like, people are watching the pay per views and stuff. So, it's, I don't know, like, yeah. there's no reason to change anything because it's kind of working in a roundabout. Maybe you shouldn't be proud of it working this way, way, but it is working. That's probably why Vince is thinking, like, hey, I'm a genius, it's working. Yeah. We can make rubbish and people will not watch it, but we'll get paid loads of money. <laughs> Still got that Fox deal. That's like the ideal dream, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't do anything and you get money. Vince McMahon's essentially is Boris Johnson, just <laughs> failed upwards. He's going to be Prime Minister soon. Kai jo- <laughs> Josh Josh says, El Fakador, the true alternative to Ollie Davis. <laughs> That's correct. Mm. That's actually what you've got tattooed on your bottom. <laughs> How do you know? Perv. Um, Juan Gabriel says June the 1st was my birthday and I got to watch TakeOver 25 Wrestle Talk News and the Ramble podcast best birthday in years thanks for being my second family oh we are very very welcome welcome. thank you for your kind words I'm glad you enjoyed all of those shows Mm. Uh, the show that me and Ollie did was broadly fine (laughs) Stodd123 says Tyler Breeze versus Adam Cole baby I mean, to be honest, at this point, you could put Adam Cole in with Kona Reeves and I'd be like, I'm in for it, mate. Mm. Absolutely, I'm totally there. Uh, Jeb Sonnen says, will they ever use Chelsea Green? She's injured, I believe. She broke her hand. Like, yeah. as soon as she debuted, like, as soon as she started doing the house show, she broke her hand. So I think mm-hmm. she still might be out. She should be back very soon. Though, yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if she's at this set of tapings or at least the yeah. next set of tapings. And finally, Jobber JJ says, if I face Lesnar, how long would you think I'd last? That's all depending on Brock, I suppose. Yeah, it depends on minutes. how long he wants to wait until he pins you. Exactly, yeah. Uh, it could be, it could be one German su- Oh, no, we got another one. You uh, could be in Suplex City for a night. Yeah, an overnight stay. Yeah. Uh, Chicken breakfast. Check into a motel. <laughs> yeah. Pizza Slice has just got in here uh, to say, you know who's really got the worst deal in WWE right now? Kevin Owens. He has to put up with Vince and his insanity until 2023. Hashtag three 
free Kevin Steen. Yeah. Well, you know, Vince might get distracted next year, go to the mm. XFL. Like, that's, you know, Vince might go to the XFL. Well, Kevin Owens at least redebuted top of the ranks in SmackDown, you know? It like, didn't last long. Not, yeah, it didn't last long, but he still came back yeah. high up. And, it, like, he's obviously on that list of people that can fill a spot. So, yeah. I don't know, I guess sort of hope someone else <laughs> drops out of something. Yeah, maybe. But as I said, like, Vince might... Things might change next year. 2020 could be a very drastically different picture for WWE because mm-hmm. that's when we will get the launch of the XFL. And... You know, Pritchard has gone on record saying that Vince's biggest mistake in his own mind that he made during the first run of the XFL was that he was splitting his time between WWE and the XFL. So there is every chance that Vince is going to put all of his focus back onto it and then have sort of a cursory glance over mm-hmm. WWE. Or that might mean that he has got even less doing with WWE but still has final say on everything. And like, oh, it could be. It so could it actually be could epic. go ter- It could be amazing. It could be amazing. Or it could go terribly worse. But then you could just say, yes, Vince, sure, and then put the live show out <laughs> yeah. the way you want to do it. Oh, sorry. I thought you said no. Oh, sorry, I you signed man. off this okay, version. Well, well, we'll sort it out for next week. Do you know what? See, teething issues. It's see teething you on issues. Monday. See you on Monday afternoon. <laughs> yeah. What was your personal highlight? Of Games Expo. Captain Sona! Captain Sona! It's so good. Oh, um, great time playing that game. I really, no, I really enjoyed playing um, Big Trouble in Little China as well. Like, yeah. If we're talking about in the actual show, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the museum game. Yeah. Uh, although I made the bad decision to be like, I got that, you get like a card that gives you a mission. Basically, the, the museum game is you, it's ticket to ride essentially, but you're filling your own personal museum full of uh, items. Yeah. And you do it by civilization. So if you've got the Parthenon, you might try and get other uh, Greek things like the Colossus of Rhodes or something like that. Yeah. Or you do it by what type of uh, artifact it is. So statues are like all branded with a pillar. Yeah, that statue then, of Bono. And then, yeah, you get the statue of Bono. And then you've got like little jugs and stuff and urns and trinkets. And you have to try. So you get different points depending on how many of them you have at the end of the game. Kind of like. Um, some of the Sushi Go ones. Yes. Like yeah, the yeah, little yeah. teriyaki chaps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so, the I was playing the game. I got given a card at the beginning, which is like your secret mission. And my secret mission was to have multiple masterpieces in my museum. But they are five-star buildings. So they cost five points to get into your museum in the first place. And the more of them that you had, the more bonus points I would get. And I just realized about halfway through, I was like, this is definitely if you're playing like a longer game strategy yeah. because you could get six extra points for having like multiple like five different collections basically from different places yeah, all with masterpieces the, in it's them. It's the first to 80 isn't it? Yeah we but I just first, went we played first to 30. Yeah and I just went pure masterpieces yeah. and I had six of them which is 30 points. Yeah. But then it just turned out that all Pete had done was collect things of the exact same uh, brand. So yeah. he got 25 points for having six things in his museum. Oh yeah he did very plus well. Plus the points that they cost. Yes. So he yeah, very, he, very well. Pete just went from last on the board and just leapt into first. It's like Mario Party. Yeah, like Mario Party. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is it's a rubbish game. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, though. It's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed Big Trouble in Little China as well. We got to play it twice because the first time we went to go and play it, we were like at the end of the first day. Mm. Which I think is weird that it's the end of the... Like, the way that they get the thing is structured, like it, the show sort of ends at five, yeah. but there's still live shows going on until midnight. But nothing for you to do. But nothing for you to do. And yeah. like one of those shows starts at 11. So if you don't have ed tickets for the other shows, and bear in mind you've got to pay to get into the other shows as well. Yeah. So you're essentially then stuck from five until 11, which is six hours Yeah. with a Weatherspoons. Yeah, do they open the, do they leave the other hall open so you I can think, go sit down and play games? I think Hall 2's closed as well. Wow, okay, that's yeah. a choice. So unless you could take your own games in, I guess. Oh yeah, so it's like, like the if play you go, area. If you go in the free play area, then yeah. you could guess play your own games until Maybe. 11, which is ideal, really. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, so I thought that was a bit weird. But so we got to play Big Trouble for a little bit. Yeah. Then we went back the following day because our friend Tom was curious about whether he was going to get it or not. I think he decided he was going to get it, but he yeah. wanted to just play a little bit more. We ended up playing the expansion pack. And because it the wasn't Curse as... Of low pan, was yeah, it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it was, um, it was less busy... Yeah, we got to play it for ages. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah the guy was like, "You can't do a full playthrough," and then we almost did. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did the first quarter of it. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. Actually, it's a lot. It's really hard. Yeah, I thought I was like, okay, well, it was. It seemed like that expansion specifically was like, 
here's loads of guys. Yeah, oh yeah. Makes this it is really difficult. This guy difficult. can kill you. Yeah. This thing will happen. Yeah. If you roll this dice badly here, you get hurt. It's, everything was just hurting you. Yeah. Basically like our D&D campaign. <laughs> designed specifically to punish you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. But Captain Sonar playing that at the hotel. I think that was, my, that was my highlight of the whole weekend. Yeah, such so a funny. fun game. It's ludicrously fun. For those who don't know, it's basically battleships. But instead of you just planting your submarine somewhere or your ship somewhere, you are in charge of the submarine. So there is a, a captain who's calling out directions, the sort of the cardinal directions, north, south, east, east, west. There is a engineer who's marking off each of those directions and you can only do certain amounts of north before you run out of being able to go north and it also shuts down some of your abilities so you have to clear those off by doing other directions or surfacing but that reveals where you are to the enemy there's another one on your team who is marking down where the where they think the enemy is going by listening to what their captain is saying you sort of move a little acetate Mm. over the map trying to sort of place where they are and you can fire off like sonar to get them to tell you their coordinates but they give you one truth and one lie you can fire the drone, drone which you ask them where they are you, th- you ask you them, ask them a sector, sector and yeah. they have to answer truthfully yes or no uh, you can fire torpedoes you can do a thing called stealth where you're allowed to move four you're allowed to move four spaces silently so yeah. you just say stealth and then you point to your you tell your whole team where you're going but don't say it aloud so the other team can't track you. So you can, and you can choose not to move as well. Yeah, you don't have to move at all. Um, and the whole game is basically just cat and mousing around these this yeah. chain of islands, trying to work out where each other are, and then blasting them. Yeah, that's the key to it. The brilliance of the game is that it's played in real time. Yeah. So you could be moving north, south, east, 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 north, north. Yeah, south, as long yeah. as you've got, yeah, as long as you've got the potential to. Absolutely. Whereas the other team might be moving a bit slower. Yeah. Yeah, it's played in real time. And it's we did ours very brilliant. fast, and we kept getting into situations which had taken us around a whole chain of islands. Yeah. So I kept I kept making the mistake of going back behind things to be like, that's a clever idea. Yeah. But you realise if you go into the corners and go behind something, you have to go like west, 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 north, north to get out. And you're yeah. like, west, 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 I'm out of west. Yeah. And, it's like, and then Pete was always like, you need to go south. And it's like, can't go south, it's bottom of the map. But I can't turn around and go, bottom of the map. I have yeah. to go all right, surface, and then tell them where we are. Fortunately, they were on the other side of the map and we knew where they were. So we were just sort of tracking them coming to get us. And we were like, brilliant, yeah. falling right into our trap. So that's my game recommendation. But uh, we're going to have to cut this podcast short so we can go get ready to record this live show. Thank you so much for listening. There won't be a uh, Saturday episode. Instead, there will be a Wrestle Ramble review of Super Showdown for you to enjoy. And then we'll be back next week to our normal things. But I won't be here. In fact, it will be Ollie and Pete most of the time. And you and Pete mm-hmm. are doing NXT. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.